in the ideal world, the coffee was pre-made from last night, and the tea, well, it's iced in the fridge, good to go, because it's Monday morning. And everyone, this is the Monday Morning Commute Podcast. My name is John. Here's my thing. Literally, I kid you not, before hopping in the booth, and when I say the booth, I mean my closet, I just had a very good stretch. A decent run, better stretch. The, the run was kind of quick. I just I wanted to get a nice little quick sweat and you know just loosen up a bit. So, But then I'm stretching and I'm rolling out my IT band. Got a nice foam roller. Listening to some melodic beats. Oh, it was fantastic. A really good vibe. But I do not want that to take away attention from the fact that, well, I might have had the most indulgent weekend of my life. And, and you know, when people say of my life, like it can sound so like exaggerating, but I legitimately think this was the most indulgent weekend of my life. And what do I mean when I say indulgent? When I say indulgent, I mean, I'm not paying any attention to dietary restrictions. Uh, calories aren't a thing. I don't count them. I don't even pay them any attention. And I eat till I'm uncomfortably full. When you think of indulgence, I, I think there's a little bit of an ask. It's like, yeah, it's, we're indulging, we're feeling good, but it's almost getting uncomfortable. And that's exactly what I did. I kid you not. So we all know I went to Red Lobster. To recap that real quick, I'm, I'm, I could do it in two words. I'm going to elongate it. I have never had so much butter in my life. Uh, myself, uh, Raphael and Kelsey, well, me and Raph, we got... I think both our entrees were 30 bucks. I got the ultimate feast. I believe he got the seafaring feast and we gave it our all. I actually did not finish mine. I don't know if he did. He might've, but the biscuits at red lobster for those, I believe Maverick recommended them. Absolutely fantastic. I think I had five. They're 160 calories each. And then I had a tail of Maine lobster, some crab, two things of shrimp, broccoli, as if to justify, you know, maybe there is some healthiness here, but no, uh, broccoli and then some rice and a lot of water. And I left the restaurant as if like I, before I walked out of the door, someone took a little brush and just kind of rubbed butter on my arms as if going to like make some garlic bread out of my, it, I, I felt sort of disgusting, but kind of like a, almost like a wealthy disgusting because I was eating lobster. It was the weirdest thing. And um, I didn't feel too hot. I, I woke up at four in the morning uh, with lobster sweats. And I texted Raph. And I, I actually texted him at 4.20 in the morning. I just woke up with lobster sweats. He replies, this is the best part. He replies at 4.55 in the morning saying, bro, me too. You can't, why else would he be up at 4.55 in the morning? We got lobster sweats when we went to Red Lobster. Would we do it again? 100%. So I woke up feeling a little bit hungover from all the seafood in the, in the uh, butter, uh, which was expected. I didn't, you know, it wasn't really paying much mind to it. But then for dinner that night, there's this restaurant near where I live and a couple, um, a couple of friends of mine, they came over, want to see the house and we went to this place and I can't pinpoint exactly what it is. It's not like a, it's, is it, it might be a brunch spot, but they do dinner, but it's not Italian, but I had chicken parm. It was chicken parm over polenta and it was a very large, I could have easily split it with someone, but a sense of pride kicked in and I'm like, you know what? You already went to Red Lobster. You spent like 30 plus bucks there. Just do it. Don't come on. Just do it. Just do it. And then I ate the whole thing and I was full. And then I went to the Shell gas station and got two lollipops and a pack of sour Skittles because I was going to a soccer game, an MLS game. And apparently, according to myself, you need sour Skittles at those games for some weird reason. I don't know why, but no, my friend Brenna had some tickets at a Timbers game. So I ate my dinner, hung out with some friends. It was great. Then I hopped on the bus and I found myself at Providence Park to watch the Portland Timbers 
played to a scoreless draw with FC Dallas. It was a great game. Atmosphere is fantastic. And Brenna, thank you for the tickets. She got these tickets. She knew someone. She had a nice connection. Basically, it was in a section where they have an employee just literally throws food at people for free. The tickets are, I'm assuming, like pretty expensive. But basically, if you buy them, you get unlimited food. So in the first half, this woman was just strapped up with hot dogs and pretzels. And literally, you just raise your hand and she would throw it at you. I was already full from the chicken parm. Keep in mind, I'm now nibbling on sour Skittles, the two lollipops. They kept me company on my way to the stadium. Regardless of how full I was, why would I not let someone throw food at me? I don't know. That, That makes no sense. At worst case, I get a hot dog, I take a bite, and I realize I'm full. I'm just going to put it away. It's like not a big deal. They have so many they're chucking out, right? Like It seems simple. So actually, I went with a pretzel, and I got some mustard with it. So I forced it down. I was full, but I was enjoying it. It was great company. Uh, around the 25-minute mark, got up, and I got a Modelo uh, with my friend Grant. And Brendan and Camille, they enjoyed ciders as well. So we've got a beer uh, and a pretzel. We're feeling good. I'm still very full. The Skittles are now completely gone. Uh, second half kicks off, and the same individual with the hot dogs and pretzels is now like quadruple strapped up with, uh, it's licorice, but it's in a long rope, and in the, on the package it reads, 34 inches of candy fun. Um, so you know I got one of those, actually two, I took one home with me, and then I had a thing of Cracker Jacks and uh, some pretzels, some kettle cooked, I believe it was Mesquite Barbecue. I'm sure I did some other nibbling here and there. And I remember, I remember it was, I think I was about halfway through the bag of chips and I was about halfway through the Cracker Jack that I was kind of double teaming them. And I remember thinking to myself, what are you doing? Why you you know, you're full. You don't even feel good. You, you even pay for these. You're not losing any money. This is all free. Like this is all free. Why are you doing this to yourself? And as I'm doing that, I'm putting more chips in my mouth. Like, what? No, stop. Stop. And then I put down the bag of chips. I'm like, good, good. But then I pick up the Cracker Jack. And I keep funneling it in my... And it just made no sense. But after a while, I just kind of, you know, finished both bags. And then the final whistle blew. Next thing I know, I'm alone. Downtown Portland, walking to the bus, feeling very nauseous, a little sweaty too. And I can say from experience, that's not a nice combination. You don't want to be nauseous and sweaty. Better yet, you don't want to be nauseous and sweaty alone downtown with a light drizzle dusting your face. The light drizzle, that's nice. And sometimes, you know, sometimes that's a very nice vibe. But not when you're nauseous and sweaty. Overall, though, questionable decision making at the end, but it was a really great weekend. It was an indulgent, very nice weekend, right? I'd say overall, what I had to deal with in terms of discomfort vastly outweighed by the fun and, and good times. So overall, that was great. But no, Sunday morning, I wake up, you know, a little off, a little hazy, but I find myself at an arts and craft shop. I'm looking for these specific type of pens and some just blank pieces of paper. I, I think it's so beautiful when people can, beautiful, you know, incredible is a nice way to put it as well, when people can draw faces or certain objects without lifting the pen from the piece of paper. Very difficult, very humbling. I'm not an artist in any sense of the term, at least like writing, painting, like I, I'm not very good at that, but I want to get better and just might be a nice little vibe. I don't know, just see what happens. And I'm in this arts and crafts store. And when I go to an arts and crafts store, I'm expecting they will be selling arts and crafts and stuff to make arts and crafts. I don't, I didn't think they'd be selling candy 
which they were, but it wasn't like candy around the checkout section. I can get that. That just common sense and retail, right? You just, or food, is food retail? Is grocery stores? You know, you put the, you put the nice stuff by the register, quick little impulse buy, quick, you know, two, three bucks extra. But I'm walking down the corners and I'm assuming it has to do with decoration, but I walked past candy corn in the middle of the store in like one large walkway, they had this little setup and it was candy corn. I almost had a double take. I'm thinking, oh, that's interesting. Candy corn in the middle of the aisle at an arts and crafts store. Huh. And look, I'm not going to stand here and, and tell someone how to run their business. I just don't know. I feel like the candy corn should be closer to the register. Because if I'm being 100% honest, it might have been 45 yards away from the nearest register. Is candy corn something you impulse buy, though? I mean, that's the question. Candy corn is not Starburst, it's not Snickers, it's not Orbit gum, it's candy corn. But as I start unfolding this and almost proofing the same equation, it's becoming a little more obvious. Look, candy corn technically is candy, but it's a little deeper than that. It's tradition. And this arts and crafts store not only had paper and pencils, but it also had, you know, pine cones and, and plastic pumpkins, it even had some costumes for kids. Generally speaking, candy corn helps build that fall tradition. And in that moment, I didn't recognize that. Everyone, I'm going to be as transparent as I can be. I don't like candy corn. I personally think it's terrible. I, and I, I, I will say, I really wish I liked it. Really wish. Like Owen Wilson and eggs, I wish I liked it. I just don't for some reason. But look, I understand some people like them, some don't. And I will say this might be a little, I don't know, I might have the tunnel vision right now because I've only ever looked at candy corn as candy. And can you blame me? Candy is literally in the name, candy corn. I don't know if there's any corn in it. As far as I'm concerned, aside from polenta, corn's going to be made one way. It's going to be either steam, it's a couple of ways, but it's, it's corn on the cob, really. Candy corn. I, I never enjoyed it as a candy. It doesn't really hit my palate the same way. And that is very tunnel vision of me. Because I understand tradition. I embrace tradition. I embrace change as well, but I embrace tradition. And I think candy corn 100% is a part of the fall tradition. And I understood at that moment why the candy corn was in the aisle. We need candy. I might not like it. I might hate it. But I know I need candy corn. Every great champion has their rival. They might hate their rival, but to build their legacy, they need that, right? It's the Joe Frazier, Muhammad Ali effect. Muhammad Ali would never be as big as he was without Joe Frazier. It's very much like me and Candy Corn. Am I saying that I'm Muhammad Ali compared to my Joe Frazier as Candy Corn? No. In a weird way, yes, but no. But let's run with that. I like this. I hate candy corn, but I understand one thing. I enjoy the fall. We know this. Thanksgiving's my favorite holiday. Hypothetically, if candy corn was not around, would Thanksgiving in the fall be just as special for me? Probably not. Probably not. And and I'm not saying candy corn's going to be there like all the time. Like for my fall, it'd be nice. I'm not saying I need candy corn every single step of the way. No, it's much more subtle. It's a small detail. I would like to say it's like an oil change. I don't know cars at all, but I'm pretty sure you need oil changes seasonally. I don't know time-wise, but the point being, you need them. You don't need them all the time. Candy corn's going to come out and play and, and you know, really kind of bring my fall for full circle, hypothetically, of course, if I run into it maybe four times. And most notably time, I'm going to be the guest at someone's house and I'm going to walk into their living room. 
One couch lays there, uh, floral embroidery, uh, clearly from the 90s. The television, I'm saying early 2003, they got a brown coffee table, and here's where things get serious. They have a brown coffee table, and on that coffee table, a crystal bowl with some fun designs around it. And in that crystal bowl, uh, peppermint, no, 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 fruity candy, no, 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 but candy corn lying there, uncovered, because it's basically just sugar and water. I don't know what candy corn, I'm just saying we don't need to cover it. The best part about it is I'm not going to question whether or not it's fresh because I don't think you can literally buy candy corn in the spring or summer. So I'm assuming it's a seasonal purchase. It's fresh. It's okay to eat. And it's just going to be sitting in that bowl and not once will it ever look depleted. That bowl of candy corn very well may never have to be filled. And if it is, they're doing it before the guests get so props to them. But the bowl of candy corn will look untouched, maybe a couple of divots. Did they put those divots in there on, the, you know, on their own to make it seem like it's been eaten? Maybe. I don't know. Either way, there, there will be a bowl of candy corn there on that brown coffee table. And I'll take a deep breath. It'll be inside. I can't even smell the fall air, but I will know what's the fall. It's very similar to a turkey trot on Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is not Thanksgiving without the turkey trot. Fall is not fall without candy corn. Everyone, I'm looking up the clock, and it's about that time. I, I, are we arriving at work? Have we parked the car, locked the bike, or are we just chilling at home? I love the concept of someone just laying on a couch in the Hamptons with my, uh, their headphones in and my voice just kind of talking to them as they stare up at the ceiling. I don't know why that feels nice. Can we make that happen? Uh, nonetheless, uh, everyone, this was the Monday Morning Commute Podcast. My name is John. This all was my thing. Thank you for rock with me. Until next time.